And this is Dougie's sister, Megan. Hey. Hi. Oh. Hi. My grandma's not supposed to have wine. I'll, I'll be right back. Hey. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. I'm on the mend. You know, I just got some pins in my legs. Believe it or not, pins in my legs can still do this. <laughs> All right, a mate fell off a cruise ship. Oh, but I'm back. Shit. I'm, but yeah, oh shit. Yeah, oh shit. Took a hard, hard, violent fall, kind of pinballed down, hit a lot of railings, broke a lot of shit. I didn't, I'm not gonna say I survived, I'm gonna say I thrived. I met a dolphin down there, and I swear to God that dolphin looked not at me, but into my soul, into my goddamn soul, Annie and said, I'm saving you, Megan. Not with his mouth, but he said it, I'm assuming telepathically. We had a connection that I don't even know if I can, oh, jeez. Hey, shut my mouth, look at, unbelievable. You must be Annie's fella. I'm Megan, it's a pleasure. Oh, well. he's not, uh, I'm not, he's not, I'm not with him, sorry. Oh. All right, I'm glad he's single because I'm gonna climb that like a tree. Welcome back to the Red Street Movie Podcast, the podcast where everything is connected. I'm your host, Jacob Thompson. Joining me is my co-host, friend, and the person most likely to try to get the bachelor party to go to Vegas, Alex Perkins. Perk, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm well, uh, and I I do uh, quite enjoy Vegas. So uh, I uh, definitely put in a word with Chris, <laughs> um, and I was I was shot down, but that's all right. We had fun. That's all right. How many times have you been to Vegas? Uh, three or four. Okay. I have never been. Oh, it's not but your kind I'll, of town. I was going to say, I don't know if I'd want to go. I mean, if okay, my ideal Vegas vacation is we go to a hotel casino and we never leave the building the entire time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we just hotel, come down, casino, go back up, hotel, come down, you know, and eat. Yeah. You got to get I'm not pool, trying to go out and do stuff. You got to get pool to on the, the pool. roof. Yeah, that pool works too. Of course. Yeah, one contained building. That'd be perfect. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Uh, this is the Red Sea Movie Podcast, where every week we review a movie connected to the previous one. Um, if you like it, be sure to share it with your friends and uh, watch the movies with us. Last week, we reviewed The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, and we are following Kristen Wiig to this week's movie, Bridesmaids. Perk, why don't you interest me for us? Yeah, all right. Uh, Bridesmaids is a 2011 joint directed by Paul Feig, starring... Kristen Wiig, and Maya Rudolph, and Melissa McCarthy, and uh, Rose Byrne, and Chris O'Dowd, <laughs> and the redhead from The Office, and the mom from Ellie the Goldbergs, and uh, yeah, just lots and lots of people. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's about uh, the lead up to Kristen Wiig's best friend's wedding, and how things go awry on the way there. Yeah, and sure. I got some a couple little uh, fun facts for you. Uh, Melissa McCarthy and Air Marshal John are married in real life. Yep, I knew which that. I, I I knew that one. I didn't mm-hmm. didn't have to look that one up. It's just funny. <laughs> you could just tell. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Chris O'Dowd, who plays the cop, was initially going to do an American accent, but everyone was just so charmed by the Irish yeah. that they they just left it. <laughs> The only way I believe he's a good cop is because he wasn't raised in America, so it works. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, yeah, and then uh, a lot of the movie was improv, which also mm. isn't super surprising. Yeah, okay, we'll get into that. 
Uh, so you've seen Fort Berg. Uh, yeah. I have not. Um, okay, here's the thing. I feel like I was gaslit about this movie. Everyone's oh. like, oh, whenever Bradley comes up, everyone's like, oh, the movie's hilarious. You know? I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the marketing back in the day. It's like 10 years ago. All the marketing was like, oh, this is like The Hangover, but with women. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. And I thought I was going crazy, Perks. I watched this movie. This is not a comedy. There are comedic scenes in it. But this is like 80 or 70% a drama. Like, most of the time, this is a drama. And then they're like, ah, here's a funny scene with Melissa McCarthy. But this is barely a comedy. And I'm like, and it's, I'm not trying to say that there are lots of jokes and the jokes aren't landing. There's just not a lot of jokes in this movie. So, this entire movie, I was just very confused. I'm like, what is this movie? Like, what is the tone? I'm like, and I'm expecting all this lead up to be like, the bachelorette party is going to be like the wild night. There is no bachelorette party in this movie. They try to go to the bachelorette party and it gets canceled. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? And I was just, I was literally just so baffled by the movie I expected versus the movie I was seeing that I don't even know how I feel about it. I think I don't love it overall just because of this tone stuff. But um, I thought it would be like an hour and a half hangover or like a Will Ferrell-esque comedy. Not even close. This is a way too long two hours movie that's mostly a drama that has some funny stuff in it. I'm just, I'm I'm dazed and confused, Perk. What did, what did you think? Well, dazed and confused is not a movie quite like this. So I, I don't know why you bring that up. But, um, no, I like this movie. I, I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised going back because I wasn't too sure because it's been, I've seen like bits and pieces of it on TV over the years, but I haven't watched the movie in full for like 10 years. So uh, mm-hmm. no, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I, uh, I thought it, I, I think it's very funny. So um, I mean, I think the parts that are supposed to be funny are funny. Sure. There's just not a lot of them. And that's, yeah, that's where I was fair. confused. And it's certainly the the main plot of the movie is quite a bit more dr- dramatic. I'll, uh, mm-hmm. I'll I'll lend that to you, but I think there's enough levity along the way and plenty of good old fashioned cringe humor. Uh, um, a little little too much for me. That the speech scene, Jesus fucking Christ, that went on for way too long. Yeah, oh there's my a, God, dude. There's a few <laughs> few moments in here that kind of play out like. Uh, like we were talking about last week with the cutaways and Walter Mitty, kind of play out like Family Guy bits. Like this, this mm-hmm. speech scene, you just kind of curl up into a ball because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And you keep curling and you keep curling because oh, like, it's I think it's that so was hilarious. Long. Oh man, oh, I was not a fan of that. Um, no, that's fair. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Like, I'll start with this movie is way too goddamn long. This could have been an hour and a half, and it's two hours. Like there are so many things like like that scene that go on too long. Um, just like weird, like extra shot, like they don't, they cut away like a few frames too late on a lot of stuff. Like I think the editing this movie is just not good. Like I'm not a fan of the editing. Um, the most egregious edit to me is when, do you remember the scene where Kristen Wiig is asking for Rebel Wilson to pay rent? Like, uh, yeah. And she's like, I can't cause I'm a tourist piece or whatever. The mm-hmm. scene before that, I don't know where we were. We cut to this scene of her in the apartment, the, the three discussing, and it's like a comedic scene. And then we hard cut. To them going to the Brazilian restaurant. I'm like, what the fuck was that? It was completely out of nowhere. I feel like the editor was like, we haven't laughed in a while. Let me throw in this little comedy scene. All right, we got him laughing. Now we're back to the story. It was just like, and you, you said it was all improv. It definitely feels like that. It feels like they just shot a lot of stuff. And then like, okay, now it's stitches together, move it together in the edit. And I don't think it all came together. Because the tone is just so drastically different all over the place. Like you have the, the scene where they're all shitting in the bathroom, which is fucking hilarious. But then you have like... Kristen Wiig, like, dealing with depression straight up. And I'm like, 
I would have wanted either of these two movies, but you put the both in the same movie, and I'm not really a huge fan of it. I okay. think there's like a good drama in here, and there's a good comedy, but doing them both, I just I don't think it works. Um, I I kind of think it does. I I think what I have gleaned so far from our conversation is I watched this movie with a far less critical lens, um, sure. and probably if I if I did you know give a shit i would go back and say oh yeah this is stupid because i know i know what you're saying certainly there are a lot of moments that are very disjointed and it feels kind of like uh paint by numbers that's that's not what i meant paper mache put together movie just kind of slapped all Mm -hmm. together yeah um but i i like that it's a it's got that like deep storyline with a lot of comedy involved as opposed to just being a deep movie about being sad because there are so many of those sure um and yeah like what we'll go into later with recommendations it's it's hard to recommend anything like this movie because i don't know of too many other movies that do have two yeah two such polar opposite vibes involved right maybe maybe what it is is like i feel like the style of comedy is so just like out there compared to the drama like like you have like rom-coms right the humor in rom-coms is a lot more tame and a lot more like you know uh it's more tame in yeah this movie, literally Melissa mccarthy diarrhea and get into a sink which is just so extreme Amazing. and funny i wanted more of that i wanted like the entire movie to sure. be that and it's not like i guess i mean and like you said you know i'm watching it very critically i think it was because i, I was so shocked like i lit i my expectations were completely off on what this movie was, and I was just like, I was just confused a lot of the time. And I, I just to check, I wasn't crazy. I watched the trailer after I finished the movie, and yeah, the marketing is completely bullshit. The, <laughs> the trailer, like half the shots in the trailer, are not in the movie. It's completely unused footage from the movie, and they only show the funny scenes in the trailer. And so it's just like it's it's like we talked about with the big ear. It's like Hollywood's like, well, we can't show this movie actually, so people won't go see it. So we gotta like make the yeah. show look like a different movie right and yeah i don't know it's just maybe i think on a on a second watch i would like it better because i know what it is now but sure. i also don't know if i want to watch it again that's fair <laughs> um no and i okay so i'll counter because yeah it's definitely weird to have such heavy themes and such a like depressed downward spiraling protagonist in what is essentially a comedy for the most like for Mm -hmm. i don't know half half part but yeah um the the one of the movies that came to mind when i was scraping my brain to think of anything i could compare this movie to is grown-ups okay which is a long time yeah okay but (laughs) so it's it's like an ensemble cast Mm -hmm. and it's all of the all of the funny put together and it's all that low low lowbrow humor yeah but there's nothing to it at all. Like yeah. you, you bite right through it with barely even any teeth. So, uh, and that movie sucks. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I think pretty pretty uh, universally. I but still, what about I, I kind of get a kick out of it. But what about like uh, the other guys though? The other guys is you know one of our favorite comedy movies. And there's not a lot to that movie. I mean, there's like a Ponzi scheme. Nobody cares about what's actually happening. You just want to see the jokes. Right. And there's just enough of a plot to to move the movie along. Like sure. I was expecting something like that. You know, that's what I was kind of. Because I'm like, okay. yeah, Kristen Wiig and a bunch of comedy actors going to Vegas for a crazy bachelor party. That's that writes itself, and they just don't do it. Like they had the option to do it, and they choose not to, and it's just baffling to me. Right, but I think that movie wouldn't be any good. Maybe, 
That's what I maybe not. Maybe I think it'd be funnier. It could have been funnier than this movie on the whole. That's fair. That's fair. You definitely could have gone full bore comedy. Um, and maybe you get like, Ghost the recent Ghostbusters movie with the all female Ghostbusters, which apparently wasn't that good. I didn't see well, it. I, that I was all SNL. Either, so I can't. That was all comment. SNL people. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's just like I guess. But like the Hangover is a great movie. That's really funny. Why couldn't this have been the Hangover? I don't know. Because the Hangover like, already happened. I mean. Did you yeah. go and see Ocean's 8? I did. Did you really? That's yeah, that's fine. All right, point redacted. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to shit the entire, t- movie the entire time. The things that I liked about this movie. Melissa McCarthy stole the show every single fucking she's in. I think she's absolutely hysterical in this nah, movie. Like she, the f- she was in peak form. She just absolutely oh, yeah. nailed it. Yeah. Like, from the first time she's introduced, her first conversation with Kristen Wiig, and she's like, wow, she, when she fell off the cruise ship, and she's like, yeah, I'm not glad you. It was not good. I was hitting railings all the way down. Like, I was dying, and I'm like, she's going to be my favorite character. And I was right. She was yep. the only character that I liked this movie. Yeah, um, that's fair. I also, I do think that the dynamic between Kristen Wiig, Annie, Lillian, and Helen works and i think is it felt realistic you know like it felt like a real thing that i believed in the, the thing is like they're surrounded by cartoon characters like melissa mccarthy ellie kemper and the, uh, the blonde bachelorette i don't remember her name unfortunately they're all cartoon characters right yeah. and by the way especially ellie kemper and i can't find her name i feel bad da, da, da. the mom from goldberg's wendy mcclendon covey they're they're in the first half of the movie and then they're just gone. Like after oh, the, yeah. the plane, they are gone. <laughs> and that's the thing too. It's like if this was more of a comedy, I expect them to be doing antics the entire time. And this movie like cuts that off pretty quick. So yeah, well that's the uh, that's another thing where it's like yeah they could have kept those like the the two Randys. They could have kept mm-hmm. them in the rest of the movie, but they had nothing to do to begin with. We yeah. just had to have the blonde woman say she's got kids and they're gross, and we had to have the uh, redhead say I love Disney. But yeah, like, I'm a Disney adult. <laughs> yeah, you know, if they're still in the movie after that, they're like, you're you're grasps, grasping at straws for even gags to give them. So, like, I I understand. But that like, it, they they started they, like on the plane, they started to do a storyline of like, okay, what if the mom kind of like mentors or makes the the younger you know married woman kind of do wild shit that could have been progressed to comedy and they just like cut that off really fast like I, there was something for them to do i think and i, I don't hey know, man I think, you're the one who said this movie was too long i mean yeah you're not wrong but it wasn't long <laughs> because of that shit it was long because of all the other stuff no um, but if you add in a whole nother plot line about those two but that just could be like a b-plot comedy thing that like they reference every once in a while i'm not saying i need to rewrite this movie i'm just throwing out their uh, possible options sure. but um i will say too i think the romance plotline is, is very good but they have great and, chemistry uh, yeah they have great chemistry i love all that stuff um, he's really like, funny and charming so I, yeah oh I yeah it was, it was nice so like there's there's good elements it's just like when i put it all together i just like didn't really enjoy myself that much because i was confused <laughs> sure so i don't know yeah but I, fair. I, my favorite my favorite scene is probably most mccarthy like waking kristen wake up out of her funk um that's a good so one that's, because that's, like, equally comedic. puppies over. She's like, sick. I could have handled six. Nine, a little over my head. And then she's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a government agent. I got the high social security clearance. I know where all the nukes are. That shows really funny. And then, like, how, <laughs> how she gets her out of her, like, depression or starts to get her out of it, I think is really good. Um, so, like, that's a part where com- the comedy and the drama work together well. But it felt like 
we, we alternate between like, here's a comedy scene, here's a drama scene, here's a comedy scene, here's a drama scene. We didn't really see it mix a whole lot. And so I wanted maybe, maybe more of that would have helped. I just, yeah, I just felt like it should have been more comedy or more drama. Okay. That's, that's fair. I think, <laughs> I think the balance is okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I wasn't picking too hard. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Cause yeah, most of these comedies, the characters have no depth. So yeah. this is maybe the polar opposite, maybe too far where the character, like main character has tons of depth. Mm-hmm. Um, and they cut out like potential joke space to, to develop that some more. But, uh, yeah. And, it, and maybe because it was improv, but it felt like this movie didn't fully know what it was while they were shooting it. You know, I think they had ideas and they like, like I said, maybe they like shot a bunch of stuff and then try to put some together and edit. Um, it's maybe, maybe a little more forethought would have helped. I don't know. Cause I, cause I, I'm going to contradict myself now. I feel like Helen's character, I wanted a little bit more. I need, like, a little bit more reason why she's such a bitch. Like, we get the scene in the car where she kind of, like, starts crying and is like, you know. Yeah, uh, it is a little a little expositional in that scene. Yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Um, but, I mean, we do have, like, her stepkids being assholes to her. But we don't necessarily know why that's happening. We no. Know, I guess. But there's but. at least, like, hints that. All's not well in paradise type thing. Sure. But it's like, is it because she's like two-faced and behind, when nobody's looking, she's like like complete menace? Or is it because of, you know, she's trying to be a people pleaser? Like, we don't really know. Like, I I kind of, for her to be like a better villain, I kind of need a little bit more development. Um, So yeah, I don't know. It's it's doing a a lot. It's doing a rom-com. It's doing a crazy comedy. It's doing like a depression drama. Like, there's a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> I wish sure. they would just kind of picked a couple lanes and and stuck to it. But it's not it's not like a terrible movie. I just didn't really vibe with it or enjoy it that much, except for the comedy, which I thought was really funny. Fair enough. Yeah, I think uh, this this too came in a in a time when uh, raunchy comedies starring women were really few and far between. Sure. It's like you know there there's always been gross comedies about guys but you know it was kind of revolutionary for melissa mccarthy to be shitting in in a sink God, that, show was, that was so fucking funny it was so like, good <laughs> and i mean obviously melissa mccarthy is kind of the the queen of that genre and she would go oh, on yeah. to do a lot of movies like that um so yeah and, yeah and if if this movie's the one that started that all off fantastic um and yeah, I, I wanted I wanted more of that style of comedy in it because I thought it was really I, I wanted that style of comedy in Vegas, and then when sure. I didn't get it, I was just shocked. <laughs> I was absolutely shocked. And now I got to watch a sad scene of my roof hotel because I'm like on the bus that she's not her friend anymore, and it's like, man, I was trying to laugh tonight and I'm sad. <laughs> but anyway, uh, any last things you want to say about this movie? No, I think we covered it. Okay. We were kind of quick, but yeah, it's. I've said all I've I've needed to. I think. What uh, What would you recommend? Um, I mean, I, my thought was the Hangover, honestly, because it's just yeah. like another ensemble, raunchy comedy. That's That's all that came to mind. That and Grown Ups, but I don't really recommend Grown Ups unless you watched it for the first time when you were twelve and it has a special <laughs> place in your heart, like for me. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have anything like, I can think of. I'm it's looking tough. At, like, IMDb has like their what they recommend at the bottom. They're doing like Pitch Perfect. Oh, uh, I could see that. Kind of. Perfect yeah. kind of fits the bill. And Pitch Perfect is a great fucking movie. Yeah, I like uh, that. I always recommend Pitch Perfect. But um, 
but it's recommended like the most McCarthy comedies. And I don't know if this is enough of a most McCarthy comedy to like recommend another one of, of those, but I think it's at least it's a good launch point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Foreshadowing. Little, little, little appetizer. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah, so there we go. That is our review of Bridesmaids. Stay tuned to the end episode where we say what we're watching next week. But before that, we got to do our bonus reviews. Uh, I got two, and you got one perk, so I will start. And I'm wondering if one of them that I have is the same as yours. Uh, I watched the Bo Burnham Inside Outtakes. Did you watch Forgot. This Forgot to do that. Okay. So um, if you don't know, Bo Burnham, of course, released his special Inside a year ago, uh, you know, all filmed within his within one room and kind of detailing uh, how he felt during um, the pandemic quarantine and how comedy relates to that. Obviously, super amazing, very quickly came. So then, a year later, which was like last week, he released an hour long YouTube video called "The Inside Outtakes," which is a bunch of footage that he didn't end up using in the special and other bits that he didn't uh, put in. And uh, I won't spoil anything for you, Perk, because you haven't watched it yet. But it's really interesting. Um, I think it's cool to see more of the creative process like you, you you really see how much trial and error he put into the final special like every single shot that was in the final cut he probably tested about 50 different iterations of that before he landed on the one he actually liked um and it's cool to see that but also kind of like i don't want to say sad it's just like this was all he had you know he was working on every single day (laughs) and like he was just kind of obsessed with it and um you know i hope he's doing better now but it didn't seem like he was he was in a great place all the time right which nobody was but like it's it's kind of hard to watch that on camera you know and how like um uh self-depreciating he can be and so it's it's i think it's important to see i think it it is like beneficial to see it but um it is kind of hard at, at points but um, he does have a few bits in there that I think are, are genuinely like very, very good and could have totally fit into the final special. Um, a song called Five Years and a song called The Chicken, I think, are my, my favorites. Um, but I think another cool thing he did with this edit is that he knew it was going to be a YouTube video. So he put in like fake YouTube ads and like fake <laughs> banner sponsors and stuff, um, which is really fun. Um, so, I mean, Bill Burnham's the king of that, right? He knows his medium, and he knows he's going to fit his comedy to the medium. So, um, yeah, no, it's definitely worth watching. If you're a fan of Inside, definitely check it out. People are saying it's like a whole another hour-long comedy special. I wouldn't go that far just because a lot of it is just him testing out stuff that was in the final one. But um, it is definitely worth the watch, so I would, I would recommend it. Cool. Yeah, yeah I'll get to it. I'll throw it, a, throw it in the queue. For sure. Uh, what'd you watch this week? I didn't watch anything. Not a damn thing. <laughs> um, but I spent six hours of my Saturday picking apart the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. Oh, okay. Which uh, I, I don't know if we've discussed that on on the show. Probably not. But Probably it's, not. A, it's a video game. It's a narrative game where the premise is you're a guy named Stanley who one day at work all his coworkers are gone and... You know, you walk out to the office, and there's a narrator who says, Stanley walked down the hall to the meeting room. So you do that. And then you come to a room with two doors, and he says, Stanley took the door on the left. You don't have to do that. Uh, And you kind of play this back and forth with the narrator. uh, And the game itself has 
20 something different endings. Um, all just dependent on the choices you make. It's not one of those. I always hated, like, you ever played the Telltale Walking Dead games? Mm-hmm. I played the Telltale like, games, yeah. Yeah, where, like, there's the, those are narrative games, and you pick, like, do I save Sandy or Bert? And it doesn't matter. It just replaces mm-hmm. that character in the cutscenes, and they say the exact same thing, no yeah. matter who you save. So, like, that, that I've never been a fan of, whereas, like, if you decide to take the door on the right, you know, something very, very different will happen, and often incredibly funny and super interesting, and there's a, a bucket, and the bucket is a main character and, like, super pivotal to the story, and um, I played through, I got to every ending except one. And that ending is where the narrator sets you up on a game where you have to press a button repeatedly for four hours. Because <laughs> <laughs> basically... Yeah, you're, you're doing that? <laughs> yeah, basically, if you just keep uh, uh, not listening to the narrator and just doing the opposite of whatever he says, he's like, fine, here's a game for you. Press this button for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep the baby out of the fire and there is an ending if you do that and it, i i thought about it, i'm like i could maybe set up a macro to do that i was so gonna say that, you uh, need to set up some sort of way to two hours in they add a second button across the room mm-hmm. so uh it is unmacroable for at least someone of my talents <laughs> and and yeah they they thought through it so uh but yeah that game is a ton of fun it would highly recommend it is easily worth the 25 dollars, even if it's a like a i mean it took me about six hours to pick through it all um mm-hmm. but that yeah, was each, also each, that was with the help of a, like a, a map but yeah each each playthrough like is about 10 10 to 15 minutes so yeah. um tons and tons of replayability especially if you know if you don't look for a, an ending map online but very, very much enjoyed that game. I haven't played a good story game in a long time, so yeah, I sure. uh, I really kind of bit into that one. Had a great time. Nice. Yeah, I'll say too. And if you don't consider yourself like a gamer, like this is a game that could run on pretty much any laptop, I would imagine. It's yeah, and it's it, there's not a lot of gameplay. It really is just kind of it's just walking around. walking around and experiencing a story. Yeah. So yeah, check it out. Sand Imperial Ultra Deluxe. Um. All right, the last thing I have is a, a movie. So here's what happened, Perk. I was the other night, I was laying on the couch. All right. I'm like, all right, I'm too tired to play a video game. Let's open up Netflix, see what I can find here. Okay. I, I, I go through, and I, I came down to two options, and you can tell me if I picked the correct option. Looper, which I have not seen, and The Gentleman, which I have not seen. I picked The Gentleman, because I heard people like this movie a lot. It came out in, like, I don't know, 2019 or something like that. Are you familiar with this movie? Um, remind me. So this is, like, all-star cast here. It's got Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam. Let me get the full list here. Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Jeremy Strong, Colin Farrell, Henry Golding, and Hugh Grant. Um, this is a Guy Ritchie picture. The okay. Who did, the man from Uncle is what I know him best from. Um, and it's about so Matthew McConaughey plays this American uh, businessman living in London who runs this marijuana empire. And he's trying to sell it off so he can retire. And, you know, hijinks and things ensue because of that, involving this large cast of characters. And uh, I think, so, first off, it's a Guy Ritchie movie, so it is vi- very visually cool. Sure. Um, 
he's good at throwing in. I feel like he's kind of underappreciated in that department. There's, I mean, everyone thinks of like Edgar Wright, you know, but like Guy Ritchie does some good, cool stuff um, with the uh, with camera and visual effects. So um, definitely very visually interesting. I think all of the casting and the costuming was fucking fantastic. Um, all these characters just eating up scenery. Hugh Grant, in particular. Hugh Grant, I think of as just like the rom com version of Hugh Grant, you know, that he plays in all those movies. This is very much not that Hugh Grant. <laughs> he, is, he plays this like super slimy private detective and he's just having a great time. Um, and yeah, all the costuming is great. Charlie Hunnam looks fucking hot in this movie. And same with Colin Farrell. They look incredible. And Colin Farrell, probably my favorite character. But I'll just say, very, very entertaining movie. Would definitely recommend it. Um, Good action, funny, um, just fun to see all these, these characters kind of interact. Um, the only knock I have is that, like, some of it is a little bit, like, like, there's a few, all these guys are kind of assholes, you know? But it's like, okay, there's a few lines of just, like, kind of anti-Asian stuff or t- slightly racist stuff. It's like, okay, that, it, like, didn't need to be in there. And there's also a sexual assault scene that just, like, came out of fucking nowhere and definitely didn't need to be there. A little bit of stuff like that where it's like, okay. Nothing terrible, though, and um, overall, it's just a very fun movie, and um, would definitely recommend checking it out. So, All right. Um, yeah. yeah, I've I've not seen The Gentleman, um, and you definitely chose wrong. <laughs> is, is Looper that good? Looper is I know fantastic, I dude. Don't, don't, aren't you a big Ryan Johnson guy? No, not really. Oh, never mind. Yeah. You seen Knives Out? I do like I do like Knives Out a lot, but okay. I hate The Last Jedi, so we're kind of yeah, yeah. Fair that. enough, fair enough. Um, <laughs> no, Looper is really, really good. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fun thinker type movie, like in the Inception vein, not as confounded as Inception, but mm-hmm. very, very good movie. Bruce Willis actually trying um, for once. Well, um, don't don't be too mean to Bruce Willis. He has aphasia. <laughs> he has what now? Oh, you didn't hear about this? No. Oh, he revealed recently that he has aphasia, which is a disease where if somebody talks to you, you can't always interpret what they're saying correctly. Oh, so dear. Like the past few years when he's been acting, that's been, he's been, didn't want to reveal that, so he's been kind of not doing so great. Fair enough. So. Um, I think he was phoning it in before then, though. <laughs> sure. I'm, uh, I'm, just, I'm just telling you what I know. Yeah, yeah. No, but that, uh, Looper is very, very good. It's a super interesting creative concept. Um, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is great. That's back when I was on the Joseph Gordon-Levitt to the moon hype train, and then uh, mm. he just kind of stopped doing things. I, I don't. Yeah. I, he did like the tightrope movie. Cool. Yep. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe Knight. it's one of those things where he doesn't have the the range that we all think. Like, because he was great in Inception and all these other movies, like a lot of action movies, Batman. Yep. Um. But it's kind of like. Would Chris Hemsworth be a great dramatic actor? No, he would not. <laughs> well, we'll find out soon because he's doing that spider. Was it Spider Web or Spider something? Oh, I don't know. Movie, I don't know. Spider Head, I think it's called. Okay. Uh, anyway, but, it, but yeah, yeah it's I, one I think those, one of those I think things. JGL like, is doing his hit record thing a lot. Okay, like he started I started up a long time ago. It's never like really this, knew what that was. <laughs> it's like an artist collective where you know visual artists, okay. music, human music. Cool. It all come together and kind of collaborate on stuff. So I think he's still like doing that, which is kind of surprising. As long as we like an uh, actor like him like starts and then just like totally drops off, um, but he's actually been doing it. Like he did um, collaborations like Ubisoft relatively recently to like get oh, their stuff into into nice. games. So uh, he's doing things. I I, okay. I could see him showing up in for future Christopher Nolan projects. So I could see Chris being like, "Hey, 
come back for another movie. He's Christopher Nolan does love his boys. Yeah, yeah, he brings people back all the time. Yeah, so. But yeah, I agree. He's kind of he's not been doing as much as people thought he'd be doing. But, um, but yeah, we'll see if at some point we loop around to Looper. But <laughs> I definitely, definitely recommend Looper. Super fun sci-fi action type movie. Oh yeah, and I might I might just watch it on my own too if I'm, if I'm feeling up to it. Yeah, it, it was a coin if flip. You're but I'm like, I feel I'm, I felt like I would laugh more with the gentleman, and I I think that is true. Yeah, no, Looper's not really a laugher. It's more like an action <laughs> drama. It, it was interesting seeing um, what's his name, Jeremy Strong in there because I've not seen Succession. I know he's not nice because of Succession, but he plays also kind of like a shitty rich dude who's like very uh, snivelly and stuff. Everyone's just having a great time in this movie. Um, <laughs> I, I will say it barely bes- passes the Bechtel test. This is not a uh, you know <laughs> it's it's not a great movie for women. Uh, there's a strong female character in it, but. Um, yeah, definitely it kind of a turn your brain off, have a good time. So, Yeah, I don't think Looper passes the Bechdel test. Because you need to have two female characters with names who have a conversation or something like that? Yeah, who have, that's not about a man. <laughs> oh, okay. With e- does it have to be with each other? Yes. So, okay. yeah, two female characters talking to each other about something that's not a man. But yes, you forgot, yeah, you remember they have, to be, have names in, in this movie. Didn't have, the other girl didn't have a name. So. Ah, okay. Actually, maybe she did. So yeah, I think it, I think they they engineered that scene to barely pass the Bechtel test. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but uh, yeah, so that is our episode for this week. Next week, I chose a little movie called The Heat because, like I said in Bridesmaids, my favorite part was Melissa McCarthy being funny, and I want to see some more of that. So uh, we're gonna check out The Heat, which is her and Sandra Bullock uh, getting up to some shenanigans. So unfortunately, that is not available to stream. We'll have to rent it. Um, but uh, hopefully after that we'll get back on the streaming train. So. Sandra Bullock, uh, known for her stunning starring role in The Lost City. And Demolition Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, next week, uh, the heat available to rent. But uh, until next time, thanks for watching. Bye. Bye-bye.